Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not just destinations. That's right, y'all. We believe they're a journey. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it. And we about to get to navigating. Mm-hmm. You know, life throws curveballs at all of us. Mm-hmm. And those big ones can really test your faith. Today, Shatay and I are going to share one of our biggest challenges, which has been our fertility journey. Uh, this thing has really tested our faith, mm-hmm. has really taken us down through there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to get into a conversation and just be transparent about where it's taken us, how we are uh, attempting to navigate through it. And uh, we're really going to get into the, the meat of this thing. So they say the truth will set you free. And it's about to get real free up in this thing. Welcome back to our Black Love Journey. Let's get right into it. Let's go. So we about to get to it. Mm-hmm. Why me? Why? Why us? Yeah. Where did Where did you pull this from? Other than the obvious. <laughs> uh. Well. Um. There. Our. St- let's just start with our story. Yeah. Uh. We knew going into our union, our marriage, that we would have challenges, fertility challenges. And so I would just like to say, even though you know you're going to have a certain journey, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will be easy as you're going through it. Mm -hmm. And so 2021 was really tough for us. It really took us out and uh, from treatment, we we, we threw everything that we had at it in 2021. Uh, We um, from urologist visits and medication, like hormone treatments. And we were even doing acupuncture and we still do therapy and all of the money and the time and the energy, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. By the end of last year, we were like tapped out. We were just like, like done. Can't do it. But even still there was a part of us and, or I'll speak for myself that was like, there has to be something else. We haven't turned. We haven't turned over every stone, and so we made a choice to go to the endocrinologist at the top of this year. And I think this is really the story I was telling myself. I was like, surely, this is the thing that's going to like give us our why. This mm-hmm. is going to tell us why we're going through what we're mm-hmm. going through. And we um, went through the process. Had a really lovely black woman endocrinologist who was super thorough and came back in April and was like, the system is fine and Mm -hmm. it's not impacting your reproductive system. And as my therapist put it, I wept. I really Mm -hmm. grieved. It was crushing. That, 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 uh, what do you call it? It wasn't a diagnosis, but just like that statement, that conversation and got off the phone and I just, wept, like sobbed. I was on the phone with my mom just like sobbing. Mm-hmm. And uh, our therapist, when I was telling her about it afterwards, she was like, it really sounds like you were grieving something. What were you grieving? And I've since processed and I was like, I, th- I think I was grieving the loss of this idea. Like I just knew that was going to be the thing. That was mm-hmm. the thing we were kind of riding on this whole time. The fact that it wasn't that, it was like, well, what does this mean now? Mm-hmm. What what is this? So mm-hmm. I say all of that to say, you know, I felt how I felt. I kind of let it alone for a little while, but then eventually, when I started to come back to myself, I began to look for something. I think the best way I can put it is like I was looking for some hope from somewhere. I was looking yeah. for someone to 
um, that, that I, I wouldn't feel alone. Like somebody else was going through something like this. Somebody else has felt how I'm feeling. My faith was just like annihilated yeah, <laughs> in that experience. Same. And I was just looking for something to hold on to. I was looking for a life vest or a life raft or something. Mm-hmm. So I got my morning walks and, uh, Sometimes I listen to The Breakfast Club, which we listen to every day and we love. Sometimes I listen to music. And this one day, or I can't even recall if it was a morning walk or if it was an evening walk, but one day I was going on a walk and I have stumbled upon this podcast called A Slight Change of of Plans. I learned about the podcast from listening to Brene Brown's podcast. Mm -hmm. The host of this podcast was on Brene Brown's uh, podcast one day. And she has this podcast called A Slight Change of Plans. And the premise around the whole show is like conversations with people uh, to talk about who they become when life changes, like life throws a curveball at right. us. Like what mm-hmm. what comes of you? And this one particular episode, the host is Maya Shankar, and she has this guest, Kate Bowler, Katie Bowler, Kate Bowler, I hope I'm mm-hmm. saying her name correctly. And she's she is a religious historian and she and a scholar, and she's talking about when she turns when she turned 35, she got a stage four cancer diagnosis from out of nowhere. She had colon cancer. And this entire episode, she's talking about, she says things like, life just came apart. And mm-hmm. her trying to make meaning of it. And mm-hmm. she starts by kind of saying, like, she always be- believed growing up, you know, in this Christian faith that there was meaning for everything. But then this experience taught her, like, well, maybe there isn't a reason for everything because aren't I a good person? Or like, why is this happening to me? And haven't I always yeah. been kind? And haven't I mm-hmm. always done mm-hmm. what you and I have talked about this whole time? Right. Like, what? How are we going through right. this? And then... That's been the, the most difficult part yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah. And then by the end of the conversation, she actually goes on to say I, what I think is actually the reason, but we'll get to that, that in a second. But so to answer your question, that was a very long way of saying... Um, this really just touched to the heart of our journey because it was like, why are we going through this? Is there something that we've done? Um, and there's nothing, it, it just, I thought it was really timely for us to just process this out loud for the first time. We've not shared in, a lot about this, our journey. And that conversation in that podcast episode touched on so much of what I was feeling. And I mm-hmm. felt seen and I felt validated and I felt understood. And I've since listened to that episode at least three other times because Mm -hmm. it's just so rich with the hope that I needed for our situation. Um, It is, I feel seen and it's scary Mm. for me Um, being seen sometimes and being vulnerable in that way, Uh, because we have not shared uh, a lot about this journey. Uh, And I think, you know, some of the safe things that I feel like I've done as it relates to, you know, this podcast have been like um, feeling like I have some resolution mm. around things before we come out and talk yeah. about it. And um, yeah. being in a space where that is not uh, the case uh, is different. And I said all that to say, y'all all up in our business right now. <laughs> and uh, in the midst of it. In the, yeah. in, in the midst of it, in the middle of it. And uh, we about to see how it shake out. Yeah, I think, and it's taken a a great bit of courage and vulnerability on our part to even just, you Mm -hmm. know, live out loud in this way. But as we were praying before this, if for no one else but us, I think it's something 
that we have to do. So let's let's process a little bit about what was in that episode and and you know, just let's process our process like we always do. Mm-hmm. She she mentions she says that people are lucky. Like after having believed this thing and she really studied mega churches and the prosperity mm-hmm. gospel, she calls it, which I actually aspire to. I believe that your mindset can change your life. I believe that um we don't have to wait for the afterlife and the sweet by and by to mm-hmm. have the joy and the peace and the love that that we that we deserve that we are inherently that we come here with. I think mm-hmm. it's it is ours. But she says this experience really shows her like they're like she says some people are lucky. And we we have said in the course of this experience that the ju- the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Right. That's kind of how we've been trying mm-hmm. to rationalize it but this idea of luck do you believe in it or do you believe that everything happens for a reason i i think that um the my upbringing Mm -hmm. makes me want to believe that that everything happens for a reason and not only my upbringing like my professional training yeah i am a social worker uh we've also been called social scientists and scientists believe in like finding root cause, finding mm-hmm. they believe so much in causality. And that's praise like played like a, a huge part in my life. Mm-hmm. Like being able to find the cause of something to help people figure their way out through it and then to get through the through to their own resolution. And having to release myself from causality or the need to find a, a why. Um, long story short. Yeah, I believe that some people are just lucky. And when I am not on the end of that luck, uh, I think that I try to explain it away. I think that many of us try to explain it away uh, and say that, well, you know, God is preparing us or he's going to do it in his own time or, um, you know, and and not only releasing causality, but releasing myself from this idea of deservership. Um, this idea that I can be so good or be so kind that God is going to, you know, reward uh, me or us with the desires of our heart. And um, yeah, some I do believe that some people are just lucky, uh, but there is a balance for me. I do believe that um, everything happens for a reason. And I think we're going to get to the reason why I believe that everything happens uh, for us and for me on down the line a little bit. But I believe it's a little bit of both. I do not believe in luck. Mm. I I sort of believe in chance and probability, but I believe that everything works out for our good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can equate that to that means that there is a reason, but I feel that there is meaning in everything. And I'll tell you why. It's because I've experienced it. There have been, mm-hmm. I've planned and plotted and worked for a thing and it didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. And I, the door closed and rooted me another way. And that other way turned out being better for me somehow. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that over and over in my life. And so to me, everything does work out for my good. Now, I can't say what the specific reasons for certain something, something happening are, but I do believe that it's not really all luck. Now, in terms of gambling at the casinos, maybe there is some luck, but then you watch things like, um, I don't know, Ocean's 11 and 12. And like, that's really also probability and timing. And there's a math behind that too. So mm-hmm. for me, there is meaning for everything. And spoiler alert, she says, uh, by the end of it, she says something that I just can 
like replay over and over and over that really everything is about love. Like even if she couldn't arrange a life where she was going to live, that love is always there in the worst moments of our life. That to me is reason enough. Do you know what I mean? Like she says, it really brings her back to empathy and just love. And that's, that's the that's reason enough, don't you think? I, I I agree with that to a certain degree. Um but I think that some people who don't have those beliefs may feel like they're just lucky. Mm. And I think that some people um are just lucky in those ways, and that can be enough for them. Um and so for me, I think the the zoom out for me is believing that people can have their luck and that be fine for them. And I can have my desire to find meaning in the midst of, and that be okay for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say there can be both. And I don't need to explain it away for anybody else. Yeah. And I'm releasing uh, myself from the the desire or the the need to explain it away. Mm-hmm. Like why why them and not me? Yeah, I still have a, I don't know if it's a desire or a need, but I still look for the meaning. And even if I can't find it in this actual, in the moment, I know that at some point it sort of comes. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I do believe that everything works out the way I'll say this. I choose to believe that everything works out the way for my best good. And that, that's my choice. I'm choosing and I can, that. Yeah. And I can receive that. Yeah. As long as as long as we can own what our choices yeah, are. But I choose right. to believe that. I mm-hmm. somehow, even in the course of listening to this this episode, was like, do I wanna believe that there's just luck and we're just out here willy-nilly chance? I believe in free will, I believe um in external circumstances beyond our control. But mm-hmm. like also I believe in miracle and it's like the way that God or universe, however you rationalize it has to orchestrate all of these tiny things in life for miracles to happen for us. That's something to me. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I, I want to live a life where I believe that miracles can happen or that, you know, the, you know, we talk about childlike, like child's eyes and childlike wonder. And I don't mm-hmm. know that I want to lose. I don't know that I want to live a life where I lose that. Yeah. And so. Um, there's, it's bringing up a lot for us, but I'm going to move us forward. Definitely bringing up a lot for me. And, and this idea of our faith being tested, uh, I think this has probably been the toughest test of faith in my entire life, but how has it felt to have your faith tested? Or if you can even call it that, whatever you decide to call it for your own experience, but how, how has it all felt? Um, what I've discovered about myself um, and what I'm currently dealing with is like, I'm dealing with that deservership part of mm-hmm. it. Um, this idea that, um, and I've had several times throughout 2020, 2021, uh, 2021, like you said, being the most difficult, uh, year with us, uh, when those no's came and I immediately fell out with God and I was very vocal with you and with our therapist, like, I ain't fooling with God like that because mm-hmm. he don't fool with me like that. And I was um, telling myself that um, I've been a good person. Mm-hmm. Like I do this work for other people that is so sacrificial every day. Um, I do this podcast. 
I'm nice to people. Mm-hmm. I give folk money at the light. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll be around here selling dope. Uh, I don't beat people up. Mm-hmm. I don't attack folk. I try to wrap people in love. I try to do all of these things. And what the conclusion that I've come to is that I'm I'm really kind of an asshole because um, my love for for God has really been transactional, conditional. Mm-hmm. Um. And I and I, I want something from him for doing the thing that I, I want him to do, and I'm, I have had only been doing the good uh, in hopes that he would give me what I want, and mm-hmm. that there would be an exchange of goods yeah. for services almost. Yeah. And still being in the midst of that, and having to release myself from. Um, you know, this idea that it's happening for these people yeah. who don't deserve it. These people that who don't hurts. want kids, mm-hmm. you know, these folks who are just around here having all these babies and can't take care of them. And here we are mm-hmm. in this loving household mm-hmm. and have gotten this union together, like have created this space that is filled with love and filled with all these things. And we're struggling to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And then these other folks out here are not even trying like, having mistakes by the lake, you know, <laughs> just whatever you want to call it. Folks out here just willy-nilly, just, you know, pumping it up and then just having Not kids. <laughs> and I'm over here just trying my best, and it's not working for me. Time and Pumping up. This is what yeah. you want to say here yeah, today. That's what I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> Look, y'all asked right. me about business, so here it is. Right but, um, you know, that that is the why me, yeah. um, the the why not the why not us, you know, and what is it that I've done, and in that search and in those fallouts with God, uh, I had to sit with the fact that you know, um, not only my relationship with God, but my relationships with so many other people have been transactional, mm. and it's forced me um, out of my own selfish selfishness and into a place of like. Wanting to to do good and be good and be a good person at the core of my being Mm -hmm. rather than wanting relationships to be transactional uh, and wanting them to be conditional. It's made me take a look at a few episodes back. We were talking about like gift giving, Mm -hmm. you know, and then people don't recognize your birthday and Mm -hmm. how we fall out with folk Mm -hmm. and how we stop doing because the person doesn't reciprocate. And that thing. And then this thing are like pushing me to this place of growth to where I understand or I'm getting to understand that I don't want any of my relationships to be transactional. I want them to be because this is what I want to be doing. And this is the life that I choose to live. Yeah. But even in that, you say it's uncovered or made you reveal things about your relationships with others. I feel like it's revealed to us a our relationship with ourselves, sure. like going back to worthiness and deservership. Mm-hmm. And even this whole, what we were just talking about in terms of finding the meaning in it. I really feel like all of these situations, how unfortunate they might be, like, don't they just help us evolve to the highest versions of ourselves? Right. And she's, they mentioned in the episode, like, um, she said, there's this idea that we have in, in Western civilization or as Americans, like you, there is no, winning or losing, there's only lessons. And she was like, you know, like you either learn a lesson or you lose. And I really do, again, choose to believe that because 
it is the amount of self-awareness we've had to come to from this experience. Could we have come to it in some other way? And, and to that, to your earlier point about comparison, like, yes, like for me, it's felt like, why is it so easy for everybody else? Why, why, Mm -hmm. why do situations that come so easy to other people, why does this have to be our story? Why does Mm -hmm. it have to be so hard for us? And then the other question that it it brings up for me is like, how, how do we get here? You know, like how Mm -hmm. after, you know, um, you being selective with dating until I found my person and, Mm -hmm. you know, like praying before I got into the relationship and I know it's my person and I know that God is here. Like how, how are we in this situation? But that is, it feels transactional. And it's like, you know, uh, for me, it's, it's brought up in my therapy sessions. Like how else have I been performing in order Mm -hmm. to get approval or to get the thing that I was wanting and, and how come just me existing, how come it can't be on the basis of just my enoughness? And that's, that's tough to sit with, right? It's very tough to sit with. Um, I think a, a, a big portion of it for me that I've had to deal with on an ongoing basis is like dealing with that, why having to still deal with that causality Mm -hmm. and like the, all the battles that I've had with religion and how that's shown up and trying to figure out um, why I don't deserve and coming back to your point of like how I feel about myself mm-hmm. um, and feeling ultimately like God isn't going to bless me. And at one point uh, this has come up many, many times for me about my dad and him having children that he never legitimized. Mm-hmm. And I was so hard on my dad before he passed away because I wanted him to legitimize these other children. And they were sons. And I know I've always wanted a son. And I would just kept telling myself, um, you know, if my dad legitimizes these children, if he just shows up the way that he's supposed to show up, then God is going to release this curse that is on my bloodline. Mm. Uh, and there's so much weight with being the last Hayes man in the bloodline and knowing that if I do not have a son, then the bloodline ends with me. And then having this thing where not really because my dad has these other children that are not hazes, but they're hazes by blood. Mm -hmm. But to feel like reading these stories in the Bible where like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the son will pay for the sins Sins of of the the father father. and being that being so ingrained um, in who I am as a Mm -hmm. person, I will fight through that thing and have this kind of transactional relationship with God until we get a no. And then we run up against another no, and I'll be like, paying for the sins of my father. Yeah. Um, and this is never going to happen for us because um, my dad didn't do what he was supposed to do. So there won't be any more hazes. Like God is stopping the hazes because of what my dad did. Um, fighting through that, doing the therapy around it, uh, even getting to the point to where I've been like, okay, Shatay, I'm, I'm, I'm not your person. You should leave me, find someone else mm-hmm. uh, who can give you what it is that you desire. Mm-hmm. And that's still somewhat of a battle for me. Um, like I, I fool with God. I think he fooled with me. Um, but there are days when I still feel like, eh, I don't really want to trust him mm-hmm. with that again. I, I don't want to hope again. 
I want to yeah. um, believe someday that we'll just be dumb lucky enough and you just gonna pop up pregnant. Um, but and this goes back to my both and you know I'm a whole bunch of both and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there, there's still this in me. The God is in my heart, and I know that if when when we get pregnant, uh, I will say that it was Him. Yeah. Um. So. But in the midst of my disappointment, in the midst of my why me, um, I want to explain it away. I want to have medical answers or have answers from God or figure out what the hell he's doing in our lives right now. What is he trying to teach us? You know, well, we we both know we've said this over and over on this uh, podcast about our control issues. Mm -hmm. So this tugs at our (laughs) this tests our control issues. Uh, majorly. And I'd also say, though, that this is a really great segue into the haze of the situation or the haze of having your faith tested. Um, Just having to believe, you just mentioned like, you don't want to believe anymore. You kind of, you know, want to let it go. In In the podcast, they mentioned like the people around you, like really saying the things that they, I guess, I don't know if it's like they want you to hear or they think they should say, or you don't really know what to say to other people mm-hmm. in these kind of situations. And so the people around you are like, it'll happen for you. Well, some people around you are like, it'll happen for you. I believe for you. And how many, how many people have told us like, I dropped y'all have babies. And, yeah, uh, I saw like how many times, like so many times y'all out the blue people have been like, I dropped y'all had a baby or um, I saw your babies or, and so we've held on to those as like affirmations. And then in the tough times, it's like, gosh, or people like just gassing us up or, and, and really it's, it's like, I don't know the haze of it to, to your point is like, how do you muster up enough hope and faith to believe again? Mm-hmm. And like, how many times have we been like, we don't want to believe because then we don't want to feel stupid if we try again, mm-hmm. like believe, like feel stupid for having, um, yeah, believed again. And, and the other thing that we've talked a lot about is like this friction between letting go and letting God, like, I'm going to just let go and let God, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I have, I know of people who've like, I'm not doing any more treatment. I'm not, I'm just going to believe and in, in God's timing it'll happen and it has happened for them mm-hmm. versus Faith without works is dead. And so should we be still trying? Like, wh- which one is it? <laughs> like, do we continue to work because we have the faith or do we just let go and let God? And like that friction between those two ideas is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, what, what what are we supposed to do? I don't I don't understand. I hope you're asking me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, that's right like now. the haze. Like, what, the, the haze of having your... your 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 faith test and she says in a podcast at one point just really not wanting to get your hopes up um you know what i'm choosing to do and i'm a, i'm for me i'm going to leave the let god off of it i am choosing to let go mm. um i i'm choosing to focus on like stop putting my life on trial yeah stop putting myself on trial and my deservership to stop putting my dad on trial. Uh, he's no longer here. Um, to stop putting um, my enoughness on trial. Mm. 
And have I done enough in order for God to reward me in this way? And I've chosen instead to focus on like, um, you would call it being the best, the highest version of myself. But um, I really want to focus on like being my authentic self mm-hmm. and making sure that my authentic self is like a really good person and not um, a person who does things because I expect something in return. Uh, I want to be someone who gives love that is not transactional. I want my love to be transitional. I want my love to be transferable. Uh, I want my love to be transformative. Um, I, I want when you get love from me. I knew this was gonna happen. I want the love that I give to transform you into whoever it is that you're supposed to be or be transformative for you. I wanted to help transition you into whatever, you know, um, you're becoming to help you along those, that transit transition or to be, um, you know, the thing that you need to propel you to the next level and not to give it to you so that you can have enough to give me back to make me feel good. I want to release this this idea that I need to feel good all the time, and I don't. I, I want to live a life. Uh, and, and you made this point about uh, the podcast that we listen to. Like, what if it is just about love? And for me, if it is just about love, and just about getting to the place to where I'm able to like freely give my love, whether it's to God or to the people that I care about or the people that care about me. And not want something from it, you know, other than me being my authentic self and knowing that I am still cultivating enough in myself to be able to give and not need to get it back to store it up for myself. Mm -hmm. If my love can do that, then I'll be all right. Wow, that's like powerful. I think that's the first time I've. Don't look at me in my eyes. No, I have to say it's the first time you've. You've said that it felt like a breakthrough. It felt real. Um, yeah, and that inspires me. That's just wow. I don't have words for it except I'm with that, and I I'm here for it. Like me too. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I rock with you. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're kind of easing into how we navigate it. So what would you say? How, how do you navigate it? Um, Kate Bowler in the uh, podcast, and y'all, if you're just hopping in, we're talking about a slight change of plans and um, having your faith tested and this idea of like, why me? And she mentions like this situation having like matured her in a way. That's my interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Like she, on the front side of it, felt one way about life in the world and how she had planned her, her life to go then you hear this like life-changing, devastating news, and then you are forever changed. And she talks about having this glimmer of hope because she has colon cancer, stage four, and she learns like after having an operation that she has the type like only 3% of people have, Mm -hmm. where she is uh, available to try some like immunotherapy that's like new and cutting edge and um, couldn't increase her chances of surviving. And she mentions one thing that we haven't said so far 
I think is really powerful. She mentions in this uh, episode, she said something like, how many times am I going to have to save my own life? You know, Mm. like, and she would have to save her own life. Something about that really just kind of sat with me. I don't think I've fully uncovered it, but I do believe that there are moments in life or maybe throughout our whole life where our choices, like we will have to save our life through our choices. But she mentions, you know, even after getting this news that, you know, I have this type, this rare type that positions me to get this immunotherapy that could save my life. And um, Maya Shankar, the host, asked her, like, so then what does that do for you? And, like, do, do you want to go back to the way you were thinking before, that somehow yeah. you deserve it or you were good enough to get this? Or mm-hmm. And she said, no, I was really, really careful. Like, I think her exact words were, I didn't want to go back. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. want to go back to believing that. And then she says this next thing that is so just the essence of how I was feeling at the time. She says, um, I wanted to find the right relationship to hope. And so to me that my interpretation of that is like the idea that I can still hope or believe or have the faith, the size of a mustard seed that it could turn out the way that I really would love for it to turn out. Mm -hmm. And if not, like, I'll be okay. Like that's, that's the sentiment, the essence Mm -hmm. of the feeling Mm -hmm. when she says that, like, just to your point, like we can try this other round of therapy but if it doesn't turn out the way that we want it to turn out, like, we'll be okay. Yeah. And so I think that is the how we're navigating through it or, or finding our way to it, at least. We even said, like, we, we decided recently that we're going to try another type of therapy and we're just going to stay open. We're not going to put pressure on it to perform the way we think it should. We're not going to put pressure on ourselves to perform the way we yeah. think we should. We are just going to be present for all of it. And um, and if it doesn't work out, try not to assign any meaning to our worth or to our circumstance or whatever. Doesn't mean anything that we are still worthy. We are still enough. We are there is still love there. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is probably I hate to say this word, but it feels like the right word, like the healthiest way. Yeah. To to navigate. What are your thoughts? Um a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have the right relationship with hope mm-hmm. and the right relationship with faith, the right relationship with discipline, the right relationship with all of those things. Because um, so much of it has been wrapped in like, am I working out enough? Yeah. Am I eating right enough? Yeah. If I lose this amount of weight, yeah. will I be able to, yeah. you know, and you know, we haven't gone into a lot of details, but and this is particularly a sore spot for me just because of um, this is an issue of male factor infertility. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, long story short, it just means that it's on me um, that, you know, uh, everything that science says, says that um, Shate has everything that she needs for, in order for us to get pregnant. And what's going on is within my body and it's a male factor infertility issues. Uh, and male factor infertility issue. And there are so many things that um, I'm being forced to work through on this end Mm -hmm. in therapy as it relates to just how I've always felt about myself Uh, and having to improve the way that I I feel about myself and and just releasing that not enoughness and that there um, are all of these things that I can do in order to be enough to get, you know, 
my child here, our children here, mm-hmm. you know, and there are, I want to have a relationship with hope that is a healthy one. Yeah. And if you, I believe that if we don't have a healthy relationship with hope and with faith and with all of those things that we'll meet an early grave. Yeah. Because the stress that we endure, Child. the way that we beat ourselves up mm-hmm. over that not enoughness around um, believing that, um, you know, God ain't blessed us yet because we ain't been good enough yet. Yeah. Um, it It is so stressful, so hard to deal with. It causes so many fights in relationships. Uh, so many people who are trying to have uh, children. And end up um, parting ways because we cannot find the reason uh, and we end up turning on each other. Mm -hmm. And it's you, it's me, it's finances, it's all these other ancillary kind of things that lead to our demise. And I want to have a relationship with hope and faith that says whether we have babies or or not, we are enough. Uh, We are good. This place here is filled with love. It is filled with joy. And we choose those things and we choose each other, you know, every day and navigating that, um, to be honest, is a, is an ongoing journey because it will come up every now and then. Mm -hmm. And just being grounding, grounded in the fact that we are both enough and that we, we have great relationships with, with hope and with faith mm-hmm. and with our spirituality, with mental health and the things that we are doing. We are not doing them just to get our babies here. Yeah. We are not doing them just for the transaction. We are doing them because we want to be like great people uh, who are filled with love. Loving people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, amen to that. Second, it, and you know, we wanted to talk about the most memorable lesson. And I don't, I think that is it. That's it. Just like that we are already enough. If I could drive home anything, that would be it. Like we are already enough, all of us. That's what we mm-hmm. talk about uh, in this podcast. Every every episode we talk about, you know, we sign off and say that we're not alone. That mm-hmm. Everybody's going through a variation of the same journey, journey right? Like mm-hmm. we are aspiring to have something, want something, be something, do something. And you know, life gives us life and we have a choice about what we do with that, those uh, curveballs and who we become. That was one of the reasons I love that that podcast. You know, yeah. uh, they have conversations about what happens when you uh, lose a child or the, the host Maya Shankar talks about her own fertility journey and, you know, going through surrogates and the surrogates having miscarriages and just all of the things like that is the thing that binds us as people. Like Mm -hmm. it really just connects us, um, is that we are all here having the same experiences and especially Mm -hmm. in a world where politics divides us and our beliefs divide us. And like, there's so many things that really just divide us at the end of the day, we are all here having the same Mm -hmm. experiences. And if nothing else, like the things that we're going through should give us an empathy right. for what someone else is feeling. So I want to leave us with a couple of things that she, uh, Kate Bowler says um, towards the end of the podcast. So again, spoiler alert, but I do recommend everyone taking a listen to it. Again, it's such a slight change of plans. She says, love is one of the only guarantees and the worst moments of life. Love is there. I just mm-hmm. thought, I just, just sat with that. And then this last one was really just kind of hit the nail on the head. When we realize that there is love waiting for you, I don't think we'll need quite so many reasons anymore. Like love is the reason. 
And maybe that's enough. And it could be love of ourselves. It could be love Mm -hmm. of other people. It could, whatever that love is, um, because I believe that God is love. Like that's the reason just because God, because Mm -hmm. love. And I believe that, that I know that my love, uh, for people, it drives like how I live my life. Mm -hmm. I believe that everybody is, is, quietly or not quietly fighting a battle that we know nothing about Mm -hmm. and that we do good in the world because there is love uh, and because people it's not that they deserve uh, their circumstance yeah is that um, there's love no matter what their circumstance is yeah Uh, that people at baseline should have the things that they need to live this life no matter what you know, hand has been dealt to them. And I do the work that I do because love. And I'm in the relationship that I'm in because love. I'm experiencing this thing that we're going through because love, because this is my authentic self. This is who I am at my core. And I don't need anything in return mm-hmm. for my love. I'm just, there's just love. Yeah. And, and think about it. Would we get to that same realization, that same no knowing without the curveballs? Or would we be going mm-hmm. through life thinking, Oh, I did this, I made this, Look I at got me this. Pounding my chest, yeah. you know. Except for about, life. Mm-hmm. Then then we really look around and say, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that that helps us to evolve to the highest version mm-hmm. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we stop seeing ourselves and what we did and mm-hmm. our degrees and mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm. that makes us uh, exceptional Negroes, yeah. you know, the black mm-hmm. excellence, right? We're the talented tenth and all those things. We are just people who are having you know, a human experience. Having a human experience. We are divine beings having a human experience, and yeah. I think we come here knowing our full love and the life. I don't know. We unlearn it some kind of way. And then maybe all of the the lessons or the curveballs and challenges are to just forever remind us that we yeah. are already it. We already have it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And Beautiful. that is just a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So before I cry again, mm-hmm. uh, what is the music for this moment for you? Well, I think I have a song too today. So I'm going to let you go first. There's so many songs that I, I listen through, and I'm going to just say a couple of them, quite honestly, because mm-hmm. they're both on my heart. The first one I thought about, uh, y'all know I love me some Frank Beverly Mays. Um, first one I thought about is We Are One, because this, like, We Are Enough, mm-hmm. it connects us to our humanity, but no matter what we do, what we go through, we are one. Like that's, that's it. Love connects us all. Mm -hmm. We are one. So that one definitely feels like a whole vibe and a whole mood. And then, um, Kendrick, I think we've said it before. For some reason, I wasn't seeing it on our playlist, but Mm -hmm. I like, we gonna be, I like, Mm -hmm. Irregardless, we were just talking about that yesterday. How I keep saying irregardless, but But regardless of what we go through, that enoughness sustains us, that love sustains us. Like, we're gonna be all right. Like, that feels like the whole vibe. What about you? Um, so I'm gonna run a Kendrick one too. Mm -hmm. It's from his new album, uh, and it's called Mother I Sober. And in the song, he's really just talking about like all the things that he's been through in his life. And one of the parts that he says, like, you've you've never grieved until you've grieved sober. Mm. And 
sobriety for me um, in the meaning that I take from this song is like having the full Awareness. consciousness of myself, yeah. being self-aware enough, enough to know that, you know, this is what grief feels like. And there is sadness and there is circumstance and there are all, all those things that are like developing me um, and making me a, a better human being um, and that being OK. But and it is a totally different experience to get enough when you're self-aware enough and mature enough to be able to receive it as not a punishment and not a um Personal attack. Not a personal attack. Yeah. Not an indication of, of yeah, who right. I am, yeah. of who I've been, or what I'm worthy of. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mother are sober. Mm -hmm. Come on. Kendrick for the win today, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Um, by far my favorite episode. No, hands down. I'm glad we did this. We were mm -hmm. really nervous about just coming out here and just putting it on the table, but hands down my favorite. Okay. And uh, we're going to wrap it up with uh, letting you know that we are on YouTube. So if you are watching us there, please uh, make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and get uh, notifications of when all of these episodes drop. If you're listening, uh, streaming from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are, um, please rate us and uh, leave a comment. We'd really yeah, appreciate a please. review as well. And like we always say. Life will always present you with a haze. Yes, it will. But we have everything that we need to navigate through it. That's right. And you're not alone. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Clearly. you're not alone. We're going to do this thing together, man. We're going to navigate it together the mm -hmm. best we can. Mm -hmm. So join us this time, next time, every, every time. time. Uh, we've been love haze, y'all. Uh, we rocking and roll. We out. Um, Peace.